Oh my gosh. Good morning. How y'all doing? That's Donald, Jonathan McReynolds, uh, make room. I'm not in the studio this morning, but I still feel like a DJ. That is Jonathan McReynolds, make room. I, that song has been in my spirit all morning long. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? It's 5 a.m. and we are in this thing. I am at home today. Uh, I'll be in the studio in just a little bit. So if you guys haven't been following us on rejoicelittlerock.org, then I'm going to ask you this morning, get tapped in. Uh, we do. I do continue on after coffee and conversations on Rejoice Little Rock. That's 1380, 1550, 103.3 FM here in Little Rock. I do a segment called Relationship Realities. We bring you inspiration and word in the news. So as soon as I shut down here this morning, I'll be headed into the studio this morning. So for those of you who also listen, usually follow during join it. I'm sorry, I'm not enjoying it this morning. Uh, but I am here. My JoJo was not um, my JoJo was not uh, feeling the best this morning, so Mama had to stay in place and make sure he was good. Good morning, good morning. Hey, y'all! It's Friday. It's Friday. Um, so hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sending JC a message. Um. It's Friday and we are back in this thing and we have been in such an amazing series and I just love God. I love how personal he makes the word and how personal he is in teaching us the word. I need to give you something this morning. Um, I was up praying and you know, for some reason when I'm brushing my teeth, I don't know. It's where the Lord continuously talks to me or usually he'll give me a word um, for you, and I want to share something with you, and then let's definitely get up in the to the. Hey, for the ladies that attend Bible study online, and especially those that come into the coffee shop, we're gonna have an announcement for you Saturday. So make sure you're listening out for what's coming uh, next. We're super excited. So I need to share something with you this morning. Uh, my encouragement for you this morning, and the word is consistency. Um, people will often ask me about how I got to um, the place that I am. And the first thing that I'm going to tell you, or the first reason I'm going to tell you I got to the place that I am is for uh, the matriarchs in our family have just been relentless in prayer. And because we had because I had a praying grandmother, which led to praying daughters, and I had a praying great-grandmother, uh, their consistency changed the trajectory 
of my life. I was not that girl. I was not that chick. I had never considered ministry at all. And so this was really, I'm telling you. And so people will ask me all the time about, well, how is it you're this way? Or how is it you're so strong? And I can't take credit for absolutely anything. I think the matriarchs in place in our family, but I think the the, the biggest thing that's been in my life that's bore fruit or that's led me to be steadfast was consistency. And so this morning, I'm just encouraging you to be consistent. Um, inconsistency is a thief. And because usually what's ha- what happens is, my God, we get a high moment with God. We plateau, we get up, we get on a roll, and then we break consistency. Um, And what consistency does is it creates a pattern for accuracy. Consistency creates a pattern for accuracy. And so anytime I see inconsistency or anytime we, I'm talking about in my own personal life, or anytime we become inconsistent, then we break the pattern for accuracy in the things of Christ. And I'm not just talking about going to church. I'm talking about your consistent seeking him on a daily basis. And so when I I can't take credit for where I am, but I will tell you building a system of consistency, being constant, being regular, being uniform, having unity, um, put, put me in place and gave me balance in the things of Christ because I started and continued in my process of seeking him. So if you want to see something manifest or you want to see something change, the way those things manifest and the way those things change is through your consistency. People who are up and down or all over the place and who won't yield or who won't submit won't see the same results. They will not see the same results. And so you have to be consistent, uh, be steadfast, immovable, uh, abiding in the works, the word of God on a consistent basis. And so I just needed to share that. I, I shared that for someone. So as And as I became more consistent and as I become more consistent and as I pursue him as my life depends on him, then can I tell you something? God, running as you run towards him and you run into him, my God, everything that's in your life that doesn't align with his will begin to fall off and will begin to break off. Because it's like as you're running and you're charging and you're moving towards him and you're focusing on him and you're running the layers, the scales, like you lose all of that stuff in the wind. My God, that's a word right there. I might have to preach that. You lose all of that in the wind. Paul said, I die daily. He may, And can I tell you something? It's a decision. A lot of times I hear people say all the time, Lord, take this away from me. But when you go into the scriptures and you start reading, it says, choose ye this day who you're going to serve. It says, cast off. It's telling you there's an action to it. So there has to be consistency even in your action. So even when something rises up, 
or your flesh continues in a pattern because your flesh is going to follow after the flesh. Your natural man, I was reading Galatians 5 this morning before we got on, and it says, and the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you're not under obligation of the law of Moses. And so your flesh is always going to rise up. The thing, the thing is, whether you're not, whether or not, you're going to make a decision to put the flesh down. <laughs> That's what it is. Whether or not you're going to make a decision to put the flesh down. Uh, my brother Alfred Warren posted something on Facebook about people who are addicted to adrenaline and start new things but don't complete what they're doing. Well, the reason you don't complete is because you lack consistency. You you want you you're not looking at the bigger picture. It's so much more in here. Um, if you haven't been taking any of the classes that I've been offering that are free on the launch pad, this is a lot of what I've been talking about. This is a lot of what's in the book. If you slow yourself down and really read the book, it's a lot of what I talk about when I purpose coach. If you are following in and being consistent, then God is not getting ready to give you a whole bunch extra more when you won't be faithful or consistent in the things that you give. So can I tell you one more thing about consistency? Consistency also has a lot to do with your substance. Consistency has a lot to do with your substance. In consistency, there's a cohesion, there's a Firmness is solid. You solid in the things of Christ. So the more consistent you become, you become solid in the things of Christ because the enemy comes for your confidence always. The enemy comes for your confidence always. And the only way he's able to steal your confidence is when you're not consistent in the things of God, when you're not steadfast in the things of God. So if you want to know how to get there, then be consistent. <laughs> be consistent in pursuing God, not, can I tell you something? Not daily, but all day long. All day long, not daily. Not when you just get up in the morning, not just in the devotional. Be consistent in pursuing the things of God all day long. One of the things that I confess over my life is Jesus, give me your holiness. Give me your holiness. Give, let me operate in the mind of Christ. Let my will supersede, your will supersede my will. And so I hope that helps somebody this morning. I hope um, that it encourages somebody this morning. I, uh, just consistency. The Lord put that in my consistency in your finances, uh, consistency in tithing, consistency in your integrity, uh, consistency in your character. Um, the funny thing is consistency is really big for me. Like when I start having people connected to me become inconsistent, I'm like, Ooh, red flag. There's a red flag here because I'm a pattern seeker. So I look at your patterns. I look at whether or not your words match, match your actions, right? That's what consistency and consistency, your words are going to match your actions. Everything is going to line up. And that's for myself as well. When I see myself getting off somewhere, I'm like, something is off. I'm not being consistent in the things of God. Consistency is going to produce results. Consistency is going to produce results. So if you sow to the spirit, what's going to happen? You're going to reap the spirit. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the flesh. And so I'm just telling you, you'll see God in a place when you remain consistent.
remain steadfast, remain immovable, abide in his word no matter what. So that was good encouragement this morning, wasn't it? Being consistent, letting your spirit lead this thing. Let's get into our series. We've been in this Grave Robber series. If you've missed the series, you can catch back up on YouTube. We put those all in one devotional section called the Grave Robber series. And I'm just so appreciative of what the Holy Spirit has been doing for us through this series. I promise you I am. And so I want to pray for you this morning. Before we get started, I definitely want to pray for you to become consistent in the things of God because things, oh, that's good. <laughs> because things will, the scales will fall off once you become consistent, once you become pressed in. It's no magic formula. It's just staying committed to being in him all day long, staying and making it a decision. I told you it's a decision that I'm going to allow my spirit to lead this thing and not my flesh because my flesh will jack this thing up. So be consistent. Be consistent. When we started Bible study, I told all the ladies that stayed steadfast that they would see things happen for them over the time. And we've been growing together in Christ and Christ has been moving in our lives and we're seeing the evidence of the consistency of staying steadfast no matter what I'm telling you are. And the sisterhood that we've been forming and the bond that we've been forming and the love and the support we've been forming for each other has just been doing something great in our lives. So I'm grateful also for their consistency because they keep me charged up. Y'all ready for the word? <laughs> Y'all ready for the word today? Remember, if you're not um, if you're not connected to us, get connected to LakeishaMJohnson.com. Uh, all of my partners, I'm sorry I didn't send out your partner message. It's coming out in the morning. I needed to hear clearly from the God. I don't, I don't want anything. I don't want ever to give you a message from me. First Corinthians 15, 58 says, therefore, my bro dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So be strong and be a movable. Don't let nobody get you out of position. Don't let nobody lie to you. Deal with yourself. Deal with your flesh and watch what God does for you. Um, ah, that's good. Melissa said, I decree that I will be consistent and steadfast all day long and I will be found faithful in prayer. That is an excellent confession. Melissa, uh, that's an excellent confession. I'm probably going to take that and post that on the wall. That's a big thing. Consistent, steadfast all day long and faithful in prayer. So big shout out to you and thank you for that. Let me do a couple. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Brandy Clark Hill, we are praying for your safe travels to Little Rock. We thank you. Hey, Tammy Lasker Kennedy, how you doing? Kim Rochelle Berry, I see you this morning. Good morning to y'all. What's up, Stassi? Love you, baby. Hey, Michael Harris, how y'all doing? Hey, Rod. I see you on there. Hot Rod. Good morning, Jeanette. Good morning, Lords. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning, Paula Williams North. I see you. Hey, Chala. Good morning to y'all this morning. I'm just so grateful for everything God is doing. Um, I will. We're, we're going to pray this morning for that everybody be consistent and that we just stay steadfast in the word. And I promise you, uh, consistency. 
Yeah, Jeanette says consistency is very important in every area of your life. If you and the natural want to lose weight and start eating well and exercise, if you're not going to consistent, Jeanette, that's it. I went from 245 pounds and lost like 60 something pounds due to my consistency in my eating, due to me getting involved, due, due to me um, submitting some things to Christ because our weight often lines up with things in our spiritual life as well. And you are so right. My life changed from them 245 pounds to what I weigh now just by being consistent. Consistency pays off. And dealing with things like low stress, not stressful relationships. Hello, Eloise Banks. I see y'all. I got some good people coming in this morning. This thing won't let me back up in this morning. So I declare today that you are consistent. Let's pray and get started. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for encouraging us to be steadfast, to be immovable, to be abiding in your word and abiding in the works of the Lord. I thank you for each and every person on this devotional. I thank you, Father God, for we are living in a consistent state, Father God, and we are laying across aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us. My God, this morning we're dealing with gossip, Father God. We're abandoning that. We're no longer going to be a part of gossip. We're no longer going to talk about people, Lord God. We're going to set our mouths and our tongues to you. We're no longer going to sit with idle thoughts, Father God. And so, Holy Spirit, we're asking you to help us in all things. No idle thoughts, no gossiping tongues, no, no being caught up in anything that isn't kingdom. No messy mouths, my God. No messy mouths, Lord God. We're not going to be complainers this day, Lord God. We're we're not going to be bitter. We're not going to be sullen. We're not going to be antagonistic. We're not going to be argumentative. We're not going to be cantankerous. We're not going to sow any of that into our lives today and into the lives of others. As a matter of fact, we're casting all of that off right now. We're laying that aside. We're not going to be complainers. We're not going to be whiners. We're not going to be in doubt. We're not going to be in fear. This is going to be the best day of our lives yet. Why? Because we're going to lay aside every weight. We're going to lay aside every sin that easily besets you. We thank you, Father God, for your Holy Ghost, for your spirit, for your peace, for your joy, for your love. We cast every antagonistic spirit back to the gates of hell from which it came. Let it lay there and let it, let it never return again. We thank you, Father God, that your glory is gotten out of every area of our life. Show us your glory. Give us your glory and let peace abound today in our life. We thank you, Lord God, that above of everything will choose the way of love. Mm -mm 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 -mm. We bind every principality, every dark space, my God, every sin that is easily beset us, my God, everything that we've hold, hmm, held onto. And Father God, I pray for the individual that's on this devotional day that's been struggling with smoking cigarettes. I know that they really, 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 really want to give it up, Father God. So right now we join corporately and we stand in the gap. We thank you, Father God, that they no longer have a taste for smoking, that that taste is taken out of their mouth right now in the name of Jesus. We sever the ties with nicotine, Father God. We thank you that is not their way of escape, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that they're leaning and trusting on you, Father God, and they abandon that bad habit. 
My God, have it a smoking. You must go right now in Jesus' name. We cut the cords and we loose them from nicotine right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Devil, you are defeated and under their feet. You have no authority in their life. We thank you that the freedom is coming to them today, Lord God, that they'll throw all their cigarettes today, that they'll receive this by faith today, and they'll walk in the fullest of who you call them to be. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for freedom that they no longer desire ever again to smoke cigarettes again in their life. They abandon it today in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know who that word was for, but I pray, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, that that spirit of smoking and nicotine is broken off your life. We stand in steadfast for it right now in Jesus' name. My God, thank you. No addictions. We're not going to be addicted to nothing but Christ. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for severing the time, ties and plucking them out and giving them their freedom today that they no longer desire. They no longer have that taste in their mouth. They don't even want to think about smoking, Lord God. And that every time they think that they need a cigarette, Lord God, that they will begin to reach for you, and they will reach for nothing less. Isn't God good? Isn't God good that he'll take out time right there to pray for somebody? He knows their struggle. He knows what they're going through, and he'll reach them right at the place that they're at, and really that's him wrapping them in their arms and saying, you know what? You don't have to be addicted to anything but me. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Melissa. She said, take, take the taste right out their mouth. He did it for her. He's no respecter of person. He'll do it for you. So I thank you that that freedom is coming to you today in Jesus' name. That's the promise of what happens when we connect to Jesus. That's the promise of what happens when we connect to Jesus. He will change our life. And can I tell you something? He can do it immediately. It doesn't have to be over time. We just need to extend our faith and stay steadfast and just trust him and believe. So I want to give you a little bit more. We're still in John chapter four. I want to I want to kind of sum this up today. I love God. I, I don't even know how much further I need to go today. I love God. I love him that he would visit us and that he would give us this. I want to give you one more scripture. He may not let me go any further. I want to give you more, one more scripture. Um, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting off those imaginations. And I want to show you one more thing with what, what happened here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, with what goes on with the Samaritan woman and Jesus, because he's about to change us. He's about to change her life. He's already changed her life. Do you know how intentional he was with her? Do you know that he stood at this well? Do you know he hadn't eaten? Because the disciples had gone into town to get food. And if you read the scripture a little further, he's not even considering eating. As a matter of fact, the disciples say, say to him, uh, Master, you need to eat. And he's like, I'm not even concerned with eating right now. What I'm most concerned with is the will of my father, the food. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. I know y'all trying to tell me 
to eat, but I'm not. So God, you, the thing you need to note today was that he's so intentional with her. He's so intentional with her. He's spending time with her. Remember, he's not even supposed to be talking to her. And what happens next proves it. And so he's so intentional with her. He talks to her about worshiping God in spirit and in truth. He tells her he's the Messiah. And then just then his disciples come back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask. So they already knew. Come on now, Vanessa. He was so much more intentional in saving her soul. He was changing her perspective about who she was so that she could go and fulfill her purpose and her destiny in life. Do you know Christ is doing the exact same thing for you? This moment at the well isn't just her moment at the well. This moment at the well represents your, my God, your moment with Christ, the moment in which the will of God supersedes whatever your past sins were, whatever your past mistakes were. And that's why I read to you first, I said, casting off every wicked imagination, down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, is going to be necessary, come on, Holy Spirit, for you to move forward. It's going to be necessary for you to move forward because what Jesus is demonstrating to her is a love like no other. The love that he displays, the love that he gives her is about to change her life. The love that he gives her is about to change her life and he extends and offers us the same love. The reason that we have a hard time accepting that love is because of our imaginations, of high things that exalt itself against our righteousness and we're not bringing captivity into our thoughts. And some of you will say, well, that was the woman at the well, that was Samaritan woman, or that was my mom. I've never experienced Christ like that before. I've never experienced the love of Christ like that before, but he offers the same love to you and he's ready to offer the same love to you. He's just waiting he's just waiting for you to have your well moment and to stay connected. She didn't move from the well. She was so drawn in by his love. She was so intrigued by him. She stayed in position. She didn't move from the well. She stayed until really she got what she needed. And I told you, I think without a doubt, the Holy Spirit led this woman to the well because she was tired. I'm pretty sure everybody in their town knew she had been with five, six, seven men. I'm pretty sure she was labeled already. I'm pretty sure there was already a perspective. And I'm pretty sure there was some things that she believed about herself. But I think somewhere on her journey to the well, she just kind of got sick and tired. And she would come into an encounter with who she needed next, the living water, the person that would transfer her life. And so my encouragement to you today is for you to receive this type of love. But the way that you're going to have to receive this type of love is that you begin to cast down the imaginations, that you begin to deal with every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity and to every thought and obedience to Christ. You're going to have to be the one to do this. You're going to have to capture your thoughts so that you understand your righteousness. See, because what he begins to show her here is how righteous she's coming, becoming or going to become through accepting kingdom as, as her way of living. That's what he begins to do, this, to show her, to demonstrate that 
when you accept this living water in your life, it's going to change your life for absolute ever. And so he's, he's showing her. He's exemplifying kingdom right in front. So then she goes off. She goes off and the glory of the Lord has to be upon her. I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord has to be upon her. Here is why you know this. The glory, this is so significant. You got to see this. See, when you come in com contact with Christ, it does something new for you. Um, when people started encountering me after I really began to pursue God, they would say things like, I see something on you, or your eyes are lighter. Why do you look like that? It was because the glory of the Lord was upon me or is upon me. And it's not anything that I did. It comes from me submitting and from me receiving this moment that I had with Christ. And so she goes back and he said, they were shocked to find him talking into a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And actually in other versions, it says she ran back and told the man, right? She told the man, could he, could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Something had to be different about her for them to even receive what she was saying. Something significant happened. A boldness came on her. She did not care about her past anymore. She was not consumed about with what they thought about her. She had already broke all protocol to have this moment with him at the well. And his love, the love that she encountered her, propelled her forward to go tell everyone else about him. To go tell everyone else about him. And so... And this, you're getting ready to see Samaria or Samaritans get saved through this one woman's testimony through her encounter with Christ. So there had to be a glow. She had to have that high pro glow. She had to have that Farina dog child glow. I don't know if y'all remember that commercial. She had to have that glow over her and around her and connected to her that gave her, that demonstrated the glory that would go and impact their life as well. My God, God will give you that holy, that's good y'all, that holy glow that comes from encountering him. That's what's going to draw others to Christ. The love that you display forward is what's going to draw others to Christ. You ain't got to browbeat nobody with the word. You just got to go and tell, look and see what this man did for me. But in order for you to get to that place, your action is going to have to be, you're going to have to deal with imagination. You're going to have to deal with everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Thank you for that Holy Spirit. And you're going to have to bring into captivity every thought and to the obedience of Christ, not to this world, but to the obedience of Christ. What does Christ say about me? Because Jesus Christ changed her story. She goes from being the woman with multiple husbands, the adulterer, whatever she was, to this woman who is pursuing Christ, who's going to share the gospel, who's going to tell them, hey, come see, perhaps he is the Messiah, and it's getting ready to change the lives of a whole city. It's getting ready to change the lives of a whole city, but you're going to have to deal with the imagination. You're going to have to deal with the thing that exalts itself against God, your mind. You're going to have to deal with your mindset so that you can walk into the glory of God the way that you're supposed to. 
you're, you're, you're going to have to cast off everything in your head that tells you or calls you back to the place of which you were. You're going to have to do it, and you're going to have to do it consistently. You're going to have to get that word in you consistently. You're not going to be able to nibble just a little bit. You're going to have to get that. You're going to have to understand your righteousness consistently so that you can move into your destiny and impact the people that you're supposed to impact. This woman had a, her story would then begin to change the world. Her story will begin to change the world. Her story will begin to change Samaritan. Her testimony of how Christ impacted and changed her life. But I'm telling you, she had to break strongholds in her mind. She had to see herself the way that Jesus loved her for this to manifest in her life. And that's my action to you today. God gave us the first part of that, which was consistency. The second part of this is deal with the imaginations. Deal with the uh, high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Remember the whole council? We talked about the whole council of God yesterday. And then bring every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ so that you can walk in the fullness. The only reason we're not walking forward in purpose, the only reason that we're not walking forward in destiny is because we don't believe what God said about us. We don't believe what God said about us. We believe what this world says, or we believe what our sins spoke, or we believe whatever our limitations say about us, but we don't trust and believe the whole counsel of God. Because if we walked into the whole counsel of God, then we will walk into our destiny. She believed what Jesus said to her at the well. So then she was able to go and walk. And it says she ran back. Oh my God. It says she ran back. She ran back. So she ran back to say, because can I tell you something? When Jesus deals with your sin, with your waiting, with your burden, it lifts on. That, that, that's another reason. I, and I'm, we all sin and fall short of the glory. But that's another reason I don't want to sin. Sin is weighty. Sin is heavy. And it's designed to be heavy so that it will attach you to the place of sin. And you won't go forth into what God has called you to be. And you won't go forth until what God has called you to be. And that's right, the kind of God be lifted up. He'll draw all men. It'll draw all men unto him. And then he lifts you up. You ain't never got to lift up yourself. So if you're having a hard time walking forward from this point, from this place, then consistency, and you're going to have to deal with your imaginations. You're going to have to deal with the things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And you're going to have to bring into captivity the thoughts to the obedience of Christ. You're going to have to take the whole counsel of God so that you can walk forward in what you were called to be. <laughs> you can walk forward in your call to be. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is that you receive the love of Christ first. It's, you're not, it's going to be difficult. My God, it's going to be difficult for you to demonstrate Christ's love if you can't receive his love. If you can't receive the love of Jesus Christ in your life, if you can't understand you renewed, if you can't understand that he's already dealt with the remission of your sins, it's going to be very, 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 very hard for you to receive and demonstrate that love to absolutely anybody else. I'm just telling you it is. It's going to be hard for you too. You got to understand his love first so that you can properly love others, so you can properly be the great, greater witness, and so that you can walk in your purpose. That's going to get our declaration out for the weekend. It says, and you should be declaring this, whether it's the week, whether we're on or not, this should be your daily confession. It says, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I 
I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted, laws, policies, and rules changed, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life in Jesus' name. Every morning when I rise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. The doors are now open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus' name. I'm honored by my Father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the apple of his eye and I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord in Jesus name. Amen. So your two challenges, your two challenges are consistency, right? Being consistent and casting off their imaginations. Can I compel you to do something? If you'll take this confession by Bill Winston and read it and think about it in parallel to the woman in the well, it'll show you something. It'll show you what was happening to her spiritually. She was understanding her righteousness. She was understanding how God saw her. She was understanding that she's going to reign in life through Jesus Christ. She was understanding this was going to put her in preferential treatment because for her to run back in town and talk to the men, I'm telling you the glory of the Lord had to be on her. They had to see something on her because she wasn't even allowed to speak to men. But when she ran back in town, she got their attention and she drew them back to Jesus. So you got to read this from a different way so that you can see this the way God sees it. Working on your consistency, dealing with your imagination, being steadfast. And I promise you, God will do the things he needs to do for you. If you'll do those things, man, your purpose will come for you. Your purpose will come for you. Your purpose will come for you. Your purpose will align. That's why Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will add it unto you. You ain't got to seek people. You ain't got to seek networks. You ain't got to do all this extra meeting and going. You just got to align your life with the word of God, and God will do everything he needs to do for you. Well, I love y'all. I'm out of town. I got to get to the studio. Don't forget rejoicelittlerock.org. You can listen to us all day. I'll be on the station. We're bringing you news. We're bringing you inspiration. We're bringing you stories. Um, today is relationship realities. And I'm going to be talking about forgiveness in relationships on relationship realities today. And that comes on at 7 a.m. So if you want to tune in to Rejoice Live Little Rock or join that, you can hear me talk about relationships and forgiveness today. I'm really going to deal with forgiveness today. We're going to talk about that today. I love y'all. I love you more than you know. I love, I promise I do. I'm praying for you. I'm believing God for you. I'm just thanking God for you. Brandy Clark Hale, when you get to Little Rock, I want to see you. I want to hug your neck. Um, figure it out. Find me. I just hope y'all have the best weekend ever, 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 ever. I'll see y'all back here Monday morning, 5 a.m. Bring somebody else in. Love y'all. Peace and blessings. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Somebody needs you. Somebody needs to experience you. Somebody needs to come into your presence. Somebody needs to know Jesus is real. My God, somebody needs to know Jesus is real. And guess what? They're going to learn Jesus is real through you by you going to be loved today. Why? It's kingdom, baby. See you on Monday. Peace. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. 
Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.